Guest experience is now one of the key sources of competitive advantage for any business. Get it right and you can build amazing engagement and therefore your revenues. Get it wrong and you lose not only your customers, but your brand, your market share and your revenues will all be negatively impacted. Hi, my name is Asim Kapoor and I'm here today at the Rove Podcast Studio and I have with me Paul Bridger. Paul is the head of operations, uh, or as he likes to call himself, chief roaster of Rove Hotels. Uh, Paul has an amazing over 20 years of experience, um, and a major portion of that has been spent in mid-market hotels. Paul is extremely um, passionate about driving an exceptional guest experience through an engaged team. So, Paul, thank you very much for being here with us today. Thanks for having me. Thanks for... The invite to the Rove podcast studio. Luckily, it's only next door to my office, so I didn't have too far to come. But Absolutely. Thank you very much. And it's a real uh, pleasure to sit with you. It's a, it's a pleasure to have you. And, and I'm sure it's, it's like, you, I'm sure you feel at home already. So, you know, looking forward to this conversation. So, Paul, um, Rove came into the market around uh, four, four and a half years back. And ever since it got into the market, it really completely revamped the way people look at mid-market hotels, the way they are perceived, the way they are positioned and everything. What, according to you, really drives the success of a brand like Rove? Yeah, so Rove came about uh, because Dubai wanted to expand, you know, the, the kind of customers it appealed to. So originally Dubai, as we all know, was very famous for the amazing five-star hotels um, and kind of lacked in that mid-market uh, area. Um, and if you think of um, if you think of Dubai hospitality a bit like a triangle, where you know traditionally what happens is you have loads of hotels at the kind of bottom end of the spectrum, and then you go up and you have the kind of five, six, seven star hotels. And Dubai was the opposite. opposite. You had five, six, seven star hotels in their masses, and then right. you had less and less. And you know the only way that Dubai was going to achieve its ambitions of being a kind of tourist destination for the masses um, was to have a wider product range uh, in terms of hospitality, uh, and hence Rove was born. Um, so, yeah, Rove was born about five years ago. Um, a success, we're still trying. We don't, we don't rest on our laurels. So, yeah, I think the things that have enabled us to get here today uh, is probably 90% the team. Right. You know, and, and, and our focus, I think one of the things that we're very proud of is we've been very consistent in our approach to the team. Right. We've been very, we're very consistent in terms of, of, of who we've chosen to come on the team. We've been very consistent about how we kind of work together. We don't really have a big hierarchy or, you know, uh, that kind of stuff. So, um, and I think that has been one of the key uh, drivers behind where we've got to today. I wouldn't right. say success because, you know, we, we maybe sit here in 20 years and say sure. success, but, sure. but for now we're, yeah, we're, we're continually trying to, uh, drive the business, improve the business, represent Dubai, um, and, and in time we'll grow the business uh, outside. Right. And, you know, to be honest, it's a very refreshing thing to hear as well, especially within this market, you know, where, you know, you say people first, right? Because generally when you would talk to anybody, um, you know, by the nature of the way Dubai is, um, you know, a fascinating place with beautiful architecture, beautiful buildings. Everybody is highly product oriented. So it's always about how beautiful my building is, how much, uh, you know, it attracts people from all over the world and everything. So it, it's it's a very product driven kind of a thing. Right. And and you always hear kind of people come third, fourth, fifth in line of saying, OK, well, that's what kind of creates that experience. So so what kind of drove that mindset of kind of 
putting people first. So I guess, you know, what we realized at, at kind of the, the inception is one of the, the differentiators, we're never going to compete with some of the hotels on product. Right? We're never going to have, and, and that wasn't the idea. The idea of Rove was to facilitate people to explore the city or to do, you know, it, it's, it's kind of a functional product that allows people to get out. It's not really about price point. Rove isn't about, right. you know, I only have $100 to spend because I'm on a budget. Rove is about maybe I have $1,000, but actually because I want to be outside 90% of the time, what I need is a great room, a great shower, great Wi-Fi, engaging team. And, and, and when we got to engaging team, we realized actually probably the other four or five most people do already. Right. Um, and not to say they don't have an engaging team, but what we recognized was that we wanted to have a team that were on the same level as the guests or the rovers. Right. You know, and we're, right. we're all part of that community. And, you know, one of, our, one of our things is how do we connect with the community? How do we be accessible to everybody? Um, and, and, you know, we, we, if you ask any of the management team in Rove, we all have our uh, experience compass, our DNA right. uh, ready at hand. And, and, and this guides us, right? So this allows us to hold each other accountable about how we treat each other, about how we communicate, about how we work. Right. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's, that's kind of how we, right. how so we you, treat people. I think you were one of those first companies, at least that I know of, there may be others, uh, that actually came up with a name for their guests as well, right? Otherwise, you generally call them guests or customers or whatever, and you kind of name them as rovers. Have your guests also kind of taken on that identity? Like, do they enjoy calling themselves rovers? Absolutely, they love it. They love it. Uh, if you go on to, you know, aside from hearing people to talk, if you go on to like our TripAdvisor reviews, or right. so, you know, a lot of them will say, I'm now a rover. Right. You know, right. and they're part of that club. Right. Um, and, and that club, you know, it's people that are not necessarily, you know, and are not restricted by what they do and how they behave. And, you know, they're okay right. with being relaxed and maybe they wear a, a suit one day in the lobby and the next day they're wearing shorts and, and that's right. okay. Right. Right, right. It's more relaxed. They can, yeah. They kind of feel a part of the whole environment and everything. So, so what are some of the things that your your team does to kind of make them feel like? Because again, you know, you you people only take on a label if they feel proud about it, right? They will kind of they it endears to them. It it kind of touches their heart, right? Otherwise, why would anybody want a label? But the fact that you know a guest who has no um, real kind of relationship with your brand kind of comes in and kind of you know goes into that kind of a mindset and says hey i'm a rover what what kind of what does the team do for them to to reach that stage well i'd say there's nothing specific so right. i think i think what the team do is uh, what we try to do uh, as leaders in the business is enable the team to be themselves right um, we we kind of casual yet professional Right. You know, so it's perfectly okay to have a chat about what you did at the weekend or your family or, you know, as long as it's on a, you know, you're still a, you know, you're still a professional Brilliant. relationship, it's right. still a customer. So what we try to do is enable them conversations. Right. Um, and then the team take on the identity of themselves. Right. We don't stipulate, you know, you know, pre-COVID, you have to give every rover a high five mm. because mm. some people aren't comfortable doing that. That's not everybody. Right. Right. At the same time, if you want to give them a high five or they need a hug because they've had a bad day, that's okay. That's okay. Right. Um, Pre-COVID, right. of course. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, we try to enable this environment sure. where, where the team can, right. can, can feel comfortable, right. can be themselves. And that, that starts how we recruit people. Right. Um, and we kind of have, we kinda have a, a quite a wide process where 
it's not only the line manager that would do recruitment. Right. It would be a more team kind of input to create. Because then it's part of a, you're part of a clan or a club or, right. you know, whatever you want to call right. it. So, right, right, right. Yeah. So it's it's like being prescriptive prescriptive but without really getting restrictive about you know how they actually create that guest experience right yeah so we have very clear rules what you can't do right okay um and then everything else is fine everything else you know and yeah. and you, if you take yourself you know maybe you're traveling on business you might want a very different approach and experience if you're on a time schedule right than you would if you've gone with your family for the weekend and actually you just want to chill out and relax sure. and Maybe you're happy to sit and have a coffee with with me when you're when you're on holiday, right? If you're rushing to a meeting, you want efficiency, right? Right. Um, so I think, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, hospitality yeah. is people business, right? right. So Correct. we yeah. we have to and and you know not well. to put you in a spot or anything, but do you feel that maybe other some other hotel companies, right? I mean, there are some who deliver you know again great experiences and everything, but do you think that companies tend to become too um, what they call SOP focused that then people really end up focusing on, hey, I need to deliver my standard operating procedure and really forget the fact that I'm dealing with guests who are human beings and the first and foremost thing is to create an amazing experience for them. I think there's a risk. Mm. I think there's always a risk if you have too many rules and procedures that you end up forgetting why you're there. Right. You know, and ultimately I'm there, uh, the roasters are there to provide a great experience and that great experience looks different for everyone right right um so we yeah i'll be honest we don't have sops really right we, we have you know rules that you can't things you can't do right um but we don't really have sops no. around aside from that right right um and it works really well right you know because you know the first rule is use your common sense yeah yeah um and we kind of follow on from there brilliant so then you know again you know when people come on board new people getting inducted and so on and so forth i think you know generally the typical procedure in a company again which is a sop is you know get people trained up on their standard operating procedures that they have to follow considering that you don't have sops how do you go about that whole you know getting them to be a part of the team understanding the work and the job that they have to do is is there a different approach methodology you follow yeah, so we, we have best practice. Right. So I say we don't have so we have we have best practice. We we would also, you know, we would identify uh, roasters that, you know, can that that are the kind of ideal model, and we would we would uh, uh, put put the new joiners with with these team yeah. members. Right. Right. So um, model the right behavior. Yeah, and, and recognize it and, and follow yeah. up, and right. you know, a lot of it for us has been around consistency. Right. You know, and if you've got a if you've got a consistent management team that or a leadership team that are consistent in their message right. over a longer period of time, then it just becomes how you do things. Right, right. You know, so I think, I think that's been a large part of our approaches around, you know, we, we haven't really changed our, our, our tune or our uh, method ways of working for five years. Five years. Brilliant. So, you know, one of the, let's, uh, you know, you mentioned something about, you know, kind of letting your leadership team and your team kind of, you know, find their way and everything. And, and you know, let's talk a little bit about agile. So I always consider agile as like one of the most used or abused word of this decade, right? I mean, everybody wants to go agile. Everybody wants to create agile structure. Everybody wants to do stuff which is agile. But again, I mean, the the understanding of it and its relevance obviously varies from organization to organization. But for you, do you feel that you have been able to bring a level of agility or flexibility in the way you let your people or your leaders run operations? Yeah, so I think a couple of answers to that. So firstly, um, we're always trying to be more agile, right. uh, as everyone is. 
Um, we don't probably put Agile in front of any of our uh, initiatives right. because we realize it's a bit cliche. Right. Um, but, you know, how we try to work, so a couple, uh, there's a couple of ways we try to work. So firstly, when you're employed as a, as a roadster, you don't really have a designated department or, you know, you, you, you may be better at something. You know, you may be better at, uh, on, on technology and you might be better on, on handling cash, so therefore you might work generally in front office. Mm. But actually, there's an understanding that, you know, if you're required to work in F&B, then you go and work in F&B. And um, I, I think the way we, you know, the way we are agile in terms of our team is that today you could be working in, in the downtown hotel. Tomorrow you could be working at the parks and the day after you could be working in a cafe. Right, right. Uh, because the business requires that. And particularly at our price point, mm. we have to be flexible. Right. And we, we have no choice in, in, to, in, in order to be flexible. And I think... That adds that actually is really helpful mm. because it shares the best practice we spoke about earlier. Right. Um, it gives variety to the to the guys, so that, you know they can work with different people. It, it allows you to work with different leaders, um, and, and it kind of reinforces all the things that we've we've spoken about. And then, of course, commercially, right. you know, if we can if we can ramp up a you know a hotel when we have a huge group arrival or we have a huge piece of business without uh, having to prescribe it. You know, we don't. If the management don't need to get involved, and right. then you know it, it yeah. can be a successful yeah. model. Yeah. I mean, from the sounds of it, it's like you know, kind of create a really compelling uh, purpose for the team to to believe in, get your leadership all aligned around it, and consistently give that message and showcase and walk the talk. Right? I mean, that's kind of perhaps what leads to that alignment across the organization, right? Absolutely. So, is that what you know? You you just showed us the uh, the experience uh, uh, culture you know, that, that you, you have in place and everything. So, so talk to us a little bit about that, right? It's, it, companies spend a lot of time defining corporate cultures, vision, mission, values, so on and so forth. I mean, do those really work in today's environment? Um, so ours, if I could explain to it, we generally would just have how our climate is, right? what's our working climate, what are, how do our leaders behave, single words. Right. We don't have big, long things. Right. So, you know, so our, our leaders need to care, coach, right. recognize, and inspire. Right. That's right. pretty straightforward. Right. right. And I think, you know, again, in Dubai, you have you have such an international workforce. You need to keep the language you know, simple. That everybody's, yeah. you know, English is not, is not their first language. Right. So we try and keep it simple, and we try and use that as a blueprint. Do we necessarily look at every day and every hour? No. Sure. But, but could one of the managers sit with me and say, hey, you know what, Paul, you weren't very inspiring yesterday. Mm. Okay. Mm. You know, so... Yeah, so uh, we again we don't have huge vision mission statements right. uh, that that sit behind it. I think we we have some core kind of values or, or, or ways we work. Right. Uh, and yeah. yeah, yeah, because I I've seen you know typically when you know you do go to these you know big picture you know vision mission values and stuff like that, um, it all tends to get lost in translation. Like you rightly said, I think the more simple is it, you know, the more you kind of keep it something that people can really just straightforward understand. Um, I think the more will be the possibility for them to actually live it and, mm-hmm. and follow it kind of on a, on a regular basis, right? But we all know, I mean, you know, I think any, any you know, hotel operator or owner is, you know, these days trying to emulate Rove, right? In one way or the other, right? Now, when it comes to that, what do you feel? I mean, is it is it the product or is, is, is it product which is critical? I mean, we get the importance of the people, but definitely product has to play a role somewhere as well, right? Yeah, again, we, you know, we can't try and do the best job we can uh, for our 
our stakeholders. So for our for our team, firstly, um, which we hope will then inspire them to really look after our customers, and they come back. Um, and of course, commercially for our shareholders. So that's our kind of very simple uh, way of thinking. Um, if other you know other groups are trying to, I think we're, I'd say we're quite lucky that we're in that space, that mid market space where, you know, our costs are relatively low, um, and naturally, as you know, as average room rates come down and companies try to control their costs accordingly, you're going to look at some of the bigger players that are maybe in the space that, that do control their costs. And, and again, not to say we have all the answers because sure. uh, we're sure. consciously trying to do a better job. Sure, absolutely. Absolutely. I think every day is a learning, right? I mean, just like for everybody. But, you know, with uh, with the market getting, you know, more competitive and, you know, as such right now it's anyway suffering, but let's say things start going back to normal, you know, the competition in Dubai is huge. What would, let's say, be um, the top three um, kind of best practices or transferable practices that you think even even five star hotels can take on from the way you run Rove uh, without really impacting their level of guest experience. Okay, that's an interesting one. Um, but I think I think some of the things, uh, probably what we've already mentioned. You know, I think being consistent in your approach. So so you know, there's there's, there's nothing. It takes time for behavior to 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 evolve it right. takes time for people to um buy into a vision uh, a company vision or a vision statement a company right. vision um and it's impossible to measure the kind of uh, people call it the heart you know it, it's impossible to measure that really you right. know you can do an annual survey you can do a daily pulse check you can do all this stuff but what what you need to know is that you know are the do, do the team go home and genuinely or come to work and genuinely want the business to do well right or do they come to work and 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 you know i want to do my eight hours and finish my shift and you know they're watching the clock to try right. and figure out when their shift's finishing right. and i think if you can if you can cross that bridge between i'm here to, i'm here for my eight hours to i'd love to do a great job now of right. course people want to you know people want to have a great li- uh, family life and they want to get out and enjoy themselves sure. but you know if in the time they're at work they're truly engaged I think you, you can't measure the the impact on that. It doesn't matter what business you're in. It doesn't matter if you're in three star, five star, or or retail. Mm. Um, I think I think, the, and even more so now, right? Because people, where you know, customers will talk to the team, right? Customers will talk to your to your team, whether it's your management or or your team, inside and outside of work, and everything's so blended now mm. between social media and and you know everybody kind of being connected in one way or another, right? You 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 can't prescribe how somebody feels or communicates. Right. You need to create that environment where they're right. comfortable. Comfortable. Right. And I, I think what you what you said earlier, a big role is played by an approach of, uh, like you rightly mentioned, having a list of things that they cannot do, rather than trying to list out everything that they can do. Because obviously, the list of stuff that one should not do would be much lesser. Yeah. And much more again, commonsensical. Right. You know, you don't do illegal stuff, you don't do immoral stuff and everything. And that's much more easily understood than trying to prescribe each and every action because the more you put that in place, I guess, the team kind of lose their ability to be free and, and be themselves, I guess, right? Mm. So so in your opinion, if you needed to kind of, you know, bring uh, or, or give, uh, let's say, two pieces of advice to somebody who's trying to make uh, things happen in this space, in this mid-market space and everything, what would that be? 
Um, advice if you're coming into this. So, you know, one of the, we talked earlier about the commercial realities of dropping room rates and, you know, cost control and whatever. And I think one of the approaches we've, we've taken in Rogue, which, which has worked for us is, you know, we've never recruited, we've, we've always waited until we're really at that stretching point before we've taken on that next person. So commercially, that works for us, right? You know, because right. if you don't, you know, if, if you don't have, if you only have one person in marketing, yeah, then you either do marketing or you don't, right, right. Um, so that's commercially, right. And then kind of on the on the other side, I think uh, uh, making sure that you you recruit the you know the people that fit into your team not not because of their skill set or their experience because of their attitude and they're aligned with how how you want to work yeah um and calling each other out when it when it's not working right you know and right. and, and that doesn't matter what level people are at or, or what role they do right because i'm sure like to kind of have that kind of a successful commercial model as well i'm sure you would have you know you don't kind of then look at having a head of department for every department that typically exists in a hotel, you pretty much then expand the role, you know, uh, of a leader across, you know, various departments, get them to oversee, um, which I'm sure leads to their own learning and, you know, their own development at a different level as well. So how do your, how do your leaders react to that kind of an approach? So again, if you're taking people from, you know, with the right mindset, we don't really, we don't get hung up on or, or really involved in job titles and all that kind of stuff. You know, we, okay, people have specialism. You know, I work in finance, right, or I work in marketing or, or sales, sure, because we have to understand what people, you yeah. know, wh- where they sit, what they do, sure. um, whether they're a manager, assistant manager, senior manager, assistant director. I, I, I don't know. We don't have any of that, right? Because and we don't worry about it, right? Because you know, I work in marketing, and you know, uh, uh, so. I think we that's the kind of approach we take to hierarchy. Right. Um, it's probably easier for us because we're relatively small. Right. Um, right. But I hope we can keep some of that uh, same approach as we grow. And um, yeah, it works for us so far. Great. Brilliant. Well, I think those were great insights, Paul. Thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, for everybody who's kind of tuning in, uh, I hope you like the conversation and you would also find some takeaways from it that you could use. Uh, Paul and I would love to know more uh, and hear more from you. So please do feel free to leave a comment and uh, let's talk. Let's talk.